Hello and welcome to the Fury Podcast. My name is Bernard Kriska and I'll be co-hosting along with Hassan Mohammed and Ewan Hansen and our weekly guests discussing topics all the way from business and history to conspiracy theories and existential questions. I really hope you enjoy. So hello and welcome back. Today I'm back with Ray from I Hate Tesla. So how's it going? How's life since last, last episode? Uh, life is good. Life's interesting, you know. Still um, a lot of stuff shut down where I'm at, so still trying to maneuver and you know, make a new norm. Mm-hmm. How are you? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been good, thank you. Very productive, very productive recently. We're trying to get the podcast somewhere, so I've been working quite hard with it. But yeah, so today's episode, we're just going to talk about Tesla in general, because we realize we've got quite a big following on Instagram, uh, just people that enjoy Tesla content. So we thought, since we know quite a lot on the topics, we should just make an episode dedicated to Tesla, since you've mentioned it pretty much in every single previous episode. So there might as well just be one dedicated episode to it, I thought. So, how did you actually get into Tesla things in the first place? Um, it, it was it's it's been a journey. Um, the first time I was introduced to Tesla was um, I think back in 2014. I was car searching, and I went to a dealership, and I actually sat in one. And you know, the the I was so amazed by the screen and the size, and wow. I had heard about it on the news, but but never really, you know, understood how much of a difference it was. Yeah. And was that the Model S at the time? Yeah, it was the Model S. It was, it was the first Model S that still had the cone nose. Um, oh, they look horrible. They look horrible. I don't really like those. They, you know what's crazy? I think they look horrible because the newer one looks so much better. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that is true. That is true because if it wasn't for the older, we wouldn't really know what it would mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that's definitely true. There is truth in that. And I remember I went in and I asked, because I was there to get an Acura. That's what I was into at the time. I was like, you know, this is going to be, this is what car mm-hmm. I want. I searched for it. And I was like, when I seen it, I went in, oh, let me see how much this is. And, you know, I went in and he proceeded to tell me how it was $158,000. I gave up on Tesla. I, I didn't, I didn't talk about Tesla or really get back into Tesla until the rumblings <laughs> and the talkings of the Model 3 came out. And I was already like working on, you know, um, more sustainable, and I've always been inter- um, interested in solar. So the fact that mm-hmm. this car could possibly run off of the sun, and like I wouldn't have to do anything else, intrigued me, and that's that's how it started. And uh, my one of my best friends, uh, he he was like, I'm gonna pull the trigger. I'm I'm putting I'm I'm gonna put the down payment on. I'm getting one. And I didn't believe him mm-hmm. for anything, and uh, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> He convinced me that that's really what happened. Because when I first seen him, I, I never thought it was going to be a possibility. Right. Yeah, because the prices were so inflated at first. Even with the original Roadster, they were like skyrocketed. Oh, and then it was just a complete failure. I mean, still even in the UK and Europe, because I know in the US for a fact, like Teslas are a lot more common because of lower prices. Like you can get a Model 3, like the standard range plus for like $35,000, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, I don't know, probably... 20 28,000 pounds which is like basically nothing for a tesla but in the uk the minimum price is 40,000 pounds which would be probably upwards of 50 50,000 dollars so obviously there's a big price difference and i think that's what puts a lot of people off why do um why what is what is the reason for the price difference uh i believe it's the placement of the gigafactory so for example i know we have a well, we're building Giga Berlin, which I hope will definitely lower the cost. But for example, especially the UK, they're not that common because there is no UK Giga factory. So the ones that are currently imported are made in the Netherlands in a factory. I'm not even sure if it's a Giga factory. It's a smaller one than the Giga factories. But they're made in the Netherlands and then they're shipped over to the UK. So obviously the, there's costs associated with it. And then, yeah, there's just, there's just, there's no Giga factories essentially. That's the problem. So I think Giga Berlin will definitely lower the cost and increase the output of vehicles being produced. If you look at that a little deeper, thinking about it, um, that explains why the Neverland, Netherlands um, is, is so uh, high per Is infested. Yes. 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 I, was, I remember last summer I was driving through the Netherlands and um, there was literally... Oh, uh, like there was no, there was no end to Tesla Model 3s. They were all the same color as well. Everyone bought the midnight metallic silver one, <laughs> and there was literally thousands of them. And I, uh, that's my dad here. sent me a video when, yeah, my dad sent me a video and he was driving. It was like super uh, charges like I've never seen before. There was literally like twenty supercharger stations in one place. It was crazy. I mean, the Netherlands 
yeah, that's probably what they're quite aff- more affordable there than they would be in the UK. That's for sure. I, re- I really love their uh, their infrastructure around that because they were very quick to adapt, like you know, uh, neighborhood chargers, chargers by con- yes, yeah. I really like the Netherlands. Netherlands is a good country under that perspective for sure. It's very progressive. That makes me think about it even deeper. The fact that uh, I think Elon um, was okay with losing money shipping car shipping those Model Threes to uh, to China. Because of mm-hmm. the size of that market. Yeah. Did you see what happened with um, as soon as they released the Model Y and the Model Three in China? No. I'm, I mean, I'm, the... I'm, I'm sure I heard about it, but uh, refresh me. Oh, literally, the pre-orders and the orders were just skyrocketing as soon as there was the reveal. I think it must have been late 2020. With uh, well, I think there was even memes made about where Elon was dancing on a stage. It was the Model oh, Y yeah. release yeah. in China, and it was lit. The orders went through the window. It was incredible. There was so much sales. Yeah, which I think they hit the right market there. No, that that was definitely a good move, and it's uh, they were actually the first American company to have a car factory in um, China. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's just a hard market to get into. That they they control that market. Right. Yeah. It's true. But no, after he um he put he put the uh my friend he put the, he put the deposit down on the Model Three and um I was still on the fence. I didn't the Model Three didn't one hundred percent grow on me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I've I've driven by that by that time I had driven an S. I had driven his three, and I really liked the car. But with me, you know, being a larger guy, I'm I'm six three, um, mm-hmm. and I have kids. I wanted more room, and that's what made me gravitate right. towards the S. And I was looking at yeah. the S's, and they, they the prices were becoming more reasonable. And that's when the Model Y dropped, and I was like, "This is it. This is perfect. This will this checks mm-hmm. all the boxes." Yep, yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are waiting for in Europe as well, because obviously, the price of the Model S and the Model X are really really high, so it's considered on verge of being a luxury car. And then the Model 3, as you said, isn't big enough for families. So I think the mod- when the Model Y drops, it will change everything because it's a more affordable SUV than the Model X is, and it also has the space. And But it has the technology of a Model 3, so I mean, I think it's a really good middle ground for everyone. Did you see the... Especially families. Did you see the third row? The Oh, yeah, I did. I did. They even had the third row in the Model S yes, at first, it was, it was, well, it was, was two. Backwards. It was two seats. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was face backwards, two seats. I think. Did they have it with the Model Three as well at some uh, point? No, no, no. Just the the Model Y. Just um, they've always had the configuration for the for the third row, and I really wanted mm-hmm. it. Having a third row, having an extra right. seat back there. But I was so much in fear after watching um, Sandy Monroe's uh, breakdown of the Model Y, where he tore it all mm-hmm. apart, and he he um I don't know if you got a chance to check that out, but he. He was on the fence of how is it going to be done. I think I might have seen that. Yeah, and it actually, it works out. I mean, it's restrictive. I couldn't fit back there comfortably. But, you know, you, you have a 7-year-old or a 10-year-old or, or maybe a smaller adult. They could fit back there comfortably. Yeah, it'd be perfect for sure. So what, what brought you into, uh, into Tesla? What, what, uh, what made you become interested in it? So, well, I've I've always liked cars since a very young age, and then I, at one point I vividly remember my dad showing me a video of the Model X light show. It was a blue Model X in the Netherlands, and it was doing light show in the streets, and there was loads of people crowded around. And I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. The doors are dance and stuff, and then I just forgot about it for ages. And then I saw one in my town, and there's about eighteen thousand people living in my town, so it was quite rare mm-hmm. to see one. And this was like a few years ago when I don't think the Model X was even released. So it was an early Model Three with the oh sorry, early Model S with the black beak. Mm-hmm. And then I saw I saw the iPad like the screen on the inside and I thought, well I've never seen something like it. And then obviously like years passed and then uh, on vacation in twenty nineteen uh my brother was already kind of interested in Tesla, and my dad decided to take us to a Tesla showroom as a surprise. Uh, I don't exactly remember which Tesla showroom it was, but it was somewhere in Western France. And then, so yeah, obviously because the Tesla showrooms are quite small, there was only the Model S and the Model X, and then there was a newly released in Europe Model 3, which had only been around for a few months. Mm-hmm. So then when we got to sit to them, and I thought, like, well, really, this is something new. Like, this is it. This is, like, no other thing I've actually sat in or experienced before, because, I mean... 
for from my perspective, cars were either for racing or they were from getting you to point A to point B. But when you sit in a car for the first time, it has an entertainment system that you can play Netflix on. You can literally, you can do everything. Like I mean, there's even the whoopee cushion features, and it's just small things like that are such a good selling point because they appeal they appeal to everyone. And then especially because it you know it drives itself. I was hooked. I was hooked. And then a week later, my friend from Switzerland actually, well, I, I knew he had a Tesla, but I wasn't sure what he had. A week later, I met my friend from Switzerland and he had the Model X, which actually became my dream car, like since I sat in the showroom. And then it, it was just, I knew I needed one. I, I knew this is what I'm going to be working towards because it, it was just incredible. I was blown away, really. So that's how I got hooked into Tesla. And then time passed, you know, I was going to more and more showrooms. I was like, yes, this is what I need. And then I started an Instagram page. It was called, I think, CEO of Tesla Fan Pages because all the other names are taken. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it was a steady build-up. I was just making more and more friends, you know, finding more things out. And then some posts, they'll either, like, even get, like, above a 1,000 likes, which is quite encouraging to carry on what I was doing. And then, yeah, yeah that was really it. And I've been on some cool things like a road trip in a Tesla Model X from Switzerland to France and back. It's pretty cool stuff. And it's just been a journey, as you said, to progressively to where I am, where like liking Tesla. Yeah, we have, we have similar where, you know, we we, uh, we seen it. We loved it. It was a little bit out of our reach. And then, you know, just over yeah. time, as as we have evolved and have grown, Tesla has evolved and grown. I've I, I got a yes. Rogan. He said that the best. He was like, after I drove a Tesla, all other cars felt stupid. Yes, it's and, so true. I, I mean, since I got into one as well, I mean, I can't drive yet. I was doing my driving license, but coronavirus obviously stopped and I've, I can't do that right now. So I have to wait till April to continue my lessons. Mm-hmm. I've not driven in one, but I've been driven around in one. And I mean, it's just it's just like nothing else, really. He's, that way you can explain it. You have to see it yourself and then you'll understand. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I, my my first like real experience like driving it, we had we went on a vacation, and we uh, we uh, we we took a trip to Florida, and I, and down there the rentals are pretty pretty reasonable. Like you could get a Model Three for like sixty dollars a day. I don't know what that would be. Whoa. Yeah, they're really affordable. And I was like, you know what, mm. this will make sense. You know, I I he offers free supercharging in it, and everything will work out. And after I um. I came back from vacation. I got back into my Nissan Altima and I was just really upset with, <laughs> with my Nissan Altima. And I was like, this, that, I mean, I, I've had, I've had a couple things, but I think that was the last like shove off the ledge where it's like, you have to like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After getting back into a, like a, a ice car after being in a Tesla, I was quite surprised about the engine noise to be honest like it's just you don't you hardly hear anything apart from wind noise which is now even more being reduced with double glazing and mm-hmm. noise cancellation and things but it was just weird to go back into one i had um i had put some like off-road rims on my model y and the guy i, I got my off-road rims off of he has a he has a big tesla following his tesla pages um i won is it, is it? i won tesla brian from i won tesla and uh, he's right down in North Carolina, so it was about a six-hour drive, but he really helped me out, and, you know, I got a great deal on these off-road rims. He told me... Is he the guy that has started a podcast recently as well? I don't know. He's big I, on TikTok, if I... You might have. Uh, I've been uh, off this... of YouTube and social media a lot lately, um, just trying to take a mm-hmm. bit of a break from it, but... I've done that too, actually. Oh, you have? Yeah, I just found social media to be quite daunting and toxic. I mean, especially with... There's an application, I don't know if you use it, called Snapchat. Uh, you know what's crazy? I'm a little bit older, but I have no idea how Snapchat works. Oh, well, I mean, it's to be honest, I, I def, I've since well, one of my New Year resolution was to come off Snapchat because it was just it wasn't putting me in a good place mentally. I think, mm-hmm. but the thing was why I like Instagram is you can control what's on your feed. You could if you follow positive things and you're going to see positive things. You know, if I want to follow Tesla content, I'll see Tesla content. But with Snapchat and things, it was like I'm seeing people's lives. I hardly care about and it's you know not making me feel very good and it's not like instagram wise where you see someone's life and you know they're doing really good and inspires you it was just daunting it was kind of it was very like bring it was bringing you down to like a normal life which i kind of don't want to live if you know what i mean yeah no i definitely understand it gives you an unreal expectation of what really goes on instagram you can kind of yes. create it because you can remove negative things or things you just don't want to see yeah i definitely sure. understand that 
I'm kind of jealous. My mm. my trainer actually just went on a camping trip and he was like, I unplugged for for four days with nothing. And I was like, damn, like that sounds crazy, but maybe it's yeah. <laughs> that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. For, for ages, you know, all people want to do is stay connected. But I mean, I, I didn't think at 17 years, years old, my biggest like kind of dream at the moment would be to go away somewhere, just disconnect from social media for a week and just relax. That is <laughs> that's what social media's. I have to applaud. Yeah, that's what social media's brought me to. No, but I have to applaud you on uh, your creative, your creativity and your drive, and even being able to set this up at Sunday, such a young age. If a lot more young people, <laughs> well, thank you so much. We're here, we're here at this age. I think the world will be a better place. Yeah, for sure. I mean. One, I was always kind of like thinking, oh, I'll do something. You know, I was thinking about the military perhaps, but then it just kind of faded away from it. And I, I, I grew up around quite a lot of successful people, and then I thought, well, this, you know, it isn't so bad. These people are doing what they want to do, and they're doing it when they want to do it. Like they can literally go do whatever because they have the money for it. So I thought, well, yeah, why not try it? And then one quote that stuck with me for like a very very long time now that motivates me to get up in the morning every day is in life you don't get what you want you get what you work for and i think like well if you want to be part of the one percent you have to statistically be the best out of 100 people in everything you do right Mm -hmm. and with the age group i'm in it's not hard to outwork 100 people because i mean if they're just sitting around doing whatever not doing anything productive it's, it's just not hard so i think like yeah it is quite good I'm doing it, and I feel the world would be definitely a better place if people didn't care so much about public opinion and they just did what they wanted to do. Yeah, definitely. No, no, that was, that was a really good thing because you're in your bracket right now. If You're going to be able to work harder than most of the people, and that just working oh, hard sure. now is going to put you at a higher level just from the jump. Like You're setting yourself up to be at a, a, uh, a better starting point than most. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's, if I, f- I find it like, if even if this doesn't work out for some reason, I, r- I really hope it does because what I've done is kind of, the reason why most businesses and things like this fail is because people always have backup plans. But if you burn the bridges behind you and there's no other way apart from success in whatever you want to do, then you'll really succeed, I think. Because it's, either I do something with my life and, you know, I, I have decided to start because I really don't want to go to university and just live a normal life. So if, even if this is a starting point and this doesn't take me anywhere, at least it'll open up doors. And I mean, I've met people like you and it's really good to talk to you because you've reached success up to a certain extent, you could argue for sure. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's just, it's nice to be able to talk to like-minded people that can actually inspire me to do more. Yeah, it is crazy. I was, I was talking to my girl. I was like, yeah, I'm about to get on the podcast again. She's like, oh, that's so cool. She's like, you have friends in Europe now. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one good thing about social media, though. It connects you with the world. Because if it wasn't for social media, I would not know the majority of my friends, I must say. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. It lets us, it lets us come together and then talk about things that we all collectively like and from all different walks of life. But we all have this one thing that we come together on and we're passionate about. Yeah, I mean, it's great because even the world's richest person, I'm not sure if he's the world's richest person now because of his recent tweets, but even Elon, he's active on Twitter, and you know, that's that's what I find fun. It's just he can do what he wants, and you can keep up with him. Bezos came back. Yeah, it's because of his tweets. He tweeted, uh, you know, how I think it was either 10 billion or it was something along those lines of 10 billion dollars into bitcoin and then he tweeted well bitcoin price is too high so for some reason people started panic selling and then the price dropped so his net worth dropped at the same time yeah no it's it's that's that's how it happened that's one of the biggest fears i have of cryptocurrency that somebody large and impressionable and you know he he, elon has amazing cold following so like (laughs) elon comes and ruins it yes there are a group like i love this man i think he's literally like the Einstein of our times, but yes, at any that's moment sure. he can like, you know what? I'm going to tell you something that's bad to think with the new Joe Rogan, which I have not watched yet. So please do not spoil it. But I was, I was mm-hmm. hoping I was like, ah, you know what? I hope he gets on there and smokes again, because then I'll, I'll buy more Tesla stock. Cause I, <laughs> I know it's going to pump. You got the people that, that love Tesla, but that aren't as, you know, progressive. They're like, Oh man, the, the CEO smoking marijuana. I don't. I don't know if I can get down with it. You know what I mean. <laughs> and I'm over here like, hey, do whatever you want. Just make these cards. <laughs> uh, that's that's a definitely an interesting perspective to look at it from. And I think the thing is, if it wasn't for Elon using Twitter, I don't think the company would be where it is today. That is for sure. Because even in 
of the Cybertruck, I mean, if they didn't make the Cybertruck the way they made it, I don't think it would have made it into the market. Just because to, to be extraordinary, you have to make extraordinary decisions. And that's exactly what Tesla did there, did there by making the Cybertruck. And if it was normal, the memes, you know, they, there was even memes about Elon not using, not like spending money on advertising because the internet does it for him. And that's so true. I mean, he made us like an interesting looking car and it became the biggest meme for like a quite a while. And the, the advertising was just done and it was the most pre-ordered car in history, I believe. It still is. Do you, what is your opinion of the window break? Oh, you know, my opinion is, uh, after after like seeing loads of things on the window breaking, I don't think it was like his reaction seemed quite general. Like he dropped dropped the f bomb, you know, and then he was quite disappointed. He said, "Well, you know, nothing can be perfect." And even if it was a publicity stunt, I think it definitely did its job because every single photo of the Cybertruck you see, every single meme you saw, even on my page when I was sharing Cybertruck memes, because those seem to be doing the best with thousands of likes. Yes there was always the broken window and i think that's what kind of like put it in people's brains that wow this this actually happened live on well a, a reveal of the cybertruck and i, f- hmm. I don't know, it's quite hard to think about because it's a 50 50 they could have just pretended but i think it definitely served the purpose and it it definitely brought it to where it is today so it wouldn't have been as popular without i don't think yeah. even with the controversial design definitely no I, so um there is a show, it has, um, what is it called? Um, Tesla Time News. You might have heard of it. Yes. I, I love them. I, I, they are, it's a great show. I don't think they're objective of enough of Tesla, but that's, that's a whole other, um, that's another topic. But they based, they did an mm-hmm. in-depth, they have another um, um, like spinoff show called In-Depth. And they went through and talked about the fact that, you know, Hans hit the truck a couple times and, you know, might have hit the hit it from a different angle. I, yes. I yes. don't think they planned for it, but it was a godsend. It no. was a gift. It even though like you will have the people <laughs> love the truck because you it also you fell in three different spots. You loved the truck. You hated the truck. You, no, no, it was two. It was like you either loved it or you hated it. But then it grew on something. I think it grew on me. I, th- I think, yeah, there was, only, there was only one. There was only one way of it happening. So at first when they pulled it out. Everyone hated it. I thought it was a joke. You know, where, where's the real thing? And, <laughs> so, and then, so even I know your time zone is mess is is w- way crazier than mine. But I remember yeah. I work in the morning or something. And since they're at California, they're three hours ahead of me. So like I stayed up to like mm-hmm. twelve or eleven or whatever it was. Even though I had to get up at like four thirty the next day. And I was like, I yeah. stayed up for this. This is what I stayed up for. Like, no. Like... <laughs> that was my reaction is similar because the time zones are so, me- so messed up. The reveal was something like 5 or 6 a.m. in the morning. And then uh, it was just like, I, I didn't, I, I typed the Cybertruck in with my eyes closed on YouTube because I didn't want all the thumbnails of the videos spoiling it for me. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I had to keep my eyes open to see what I was typing in. And then I, I saw it and I was like, nah, no way. This is, this got to be a joke. There's no way this is the Cybertruck. And then I clicked on the official Tesla video. Uh, it was the Cybertruck pulling out, and I thought, well, wow, <laughs> is this really what I've been waiting for? Like, do I still want to be a Tesla fan, or am I going to kind of fade away from this? And then, like, a few hours later, it was, it was the best thing I've ever seen. It grew on me so much. There's a lot of people... And I think that's a lot of the, the phase, yeah, that's the phase people went through. At first, it was, what? And then, that was the initial reaction. But after reality set in, you were like, well, there's nothing like this. This is incredible. Yeah, there, there was different phases. Um, my girl hates it. Um, I pre-ordered it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know other people have pre-ordered it too. <laughs> she's she's she she's so upset. She, I, I think I've literally went back and forth, and she's asked me for, and I told her I was just playing sometimes. But she'll definitely hear this, and then be like, "Oh, that's what you're into." Okay, but um, I went through different <laughs> things. Uh, from the S to the to the three or Y, I thought the up and down big iPad screen with a speedometer cluster i liked that at first and i was like you know what i don't mm-hmm. i don't think the three would work because it doesn't have anything but then me owning a three owning a y driving both all the models i love that so then when the Cybertruck announced the 17 inch screen and i looked at all the videos of like the youtubers and the people that got to take that test ride and i just seen how big yeah. and open it was and how it just felt like it literally is like a spaceship i was like i want it it's yeah, it's next level. So when it comes to screens, which one is actually your favorite? Because I was like you, where I feel like, oh, 
the Model 3, like, is, is too small, it's, it's really clustered, and I, I'm still a fan of the Model X, it's still my favourite overall Tesla, because of all the features, but then, as time passed, that and, like, Model Y was released, I kind of thought, like, wow, the Model X and the Model S interior, you know, it's, it needs an update, it needs a refresh, like, it's old, and I don't know what I think of anymore, because if I was to get a Tesla now, it'd definitely be the Model 3 with the X, just purely because because of the technology. And I really like the new updates on the, the 2021 version of the Model 3. I think they're really good. But now, overall, I think the best interior would be on the new Model S and the Model X, just purely because you have the classic speedometer above the steering wheel, and then you have the Model 3 screen, which is better than like the, the like vertical one. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you, your stuff isn't framed and you're watching Netflix and, uh, you know, YouTube. But obviously, that's not the main point of a car to watch netflix and youtube but it's a, it's a nice feature to have and especially when it's not framed and it just fits perfectly i think it's that much better so i'll say personally speedometer clusters now bother me like they give me anxiety mm -hmm. i like it all being on one screen i looked at the x because i was thinking of um i was thinking of honestly maybe trading my y and and getting the x just for the third row and the fact that it's ridiculously fast I had I, my yeah. my best friend did talk me out of that bad financial decision. I'll shout him out because he's the reason <laughs> I own a Tesla. He's the first one I knew with it, and even his best friend Marcus. So I'll shout out John and Marcus, which I know will hear this. <laughs> shout out. He he no he talked some sense into me that it's not really necessary right now. You know what I mean? Especially because me and him both are Cybertruck uh, reservation holders, and you know once we get the Cybertruck. Let's let's get that first out of the way. We'll get get the Cybertruck. But I would say that I like having just this screen. I love it. Like mm -hmm. I love that everything is one central thing. And then once you get used to it, you know a flow. Like I can turn the biggest thing yeah. was the windshield wipers. I was like, oh, oh like what am I gonna do? Now <laughs> I, I actually just got my car back last week. My car was gone for two weeks. I got rear ended. So it was getting fixed. It was gone from Oh damn. Yeah. And uh I had to drive my girls Kia Sorento and it was I didn't even want to go anywhere. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to leave. Like, I was like, oh, you know, you go pick the kid up from, you pick the kids up from daycare. I was like, uh, you, you want to drive? Uh, you, you can drive. Like, so um, I, I, I like just the, the big screen. I like the one singular screen. I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's something I, th I could definitely get used to, and especially the price range. Like, even if you're leasing it and paying it monthly, in the UK, the lowest you can pay for a Tesla, excluding insurance, because I think I've mentioned to you, to you before how much of a rip-off, like how yeah, much of a robbery in broad, broad daylight it is. Okay, it's ridiculous. You'd be paying... Well, I got quoted for a Model 3 Performance Edition, so I'd be paying around between 500 and 600 pounds for the cars which would roughly be like 700 800 dollars per month and then the insurance on top of that was at least 1000 so that's like one point two thousand dollars probably really so the insurance yeah the insurance comes out per month more than the car so if we do some quick maths you know during the duration of the ownership you'd be paying like triple to quadruple if <laughs> definitely above double yeah, that's uh than the cars were for the insurance here in the uk yeah, no, that's definitely not. That's crazy that they're they're the price. I never realized the price difference. Like, I knew that Giga Berlin. It's ridiculous. I knew that Giga, Big, mm -hmm. uh, Giga Berlin was for a specific reason, and once they put it there, they would probably you know edit prices. We've we've even seen with um, Giga Shanghai. Uh, what is it, Shanghai? Giga Shanghai. Yeah, yeah Giga Shanghai. Their, their prices slowly fall as they like start sourcing things there and yeah, figure it out. And I'm hoping that hope exactly happens for you too. That was even the case of the US because they they kept on driving it down to you know the starting point of a thirty five thousand dollar Tesla Model Three and that's still not happening in the UK. There's been minor price drops. I remember looking at it, and the only thing that can change how much you pay monthly is the initial deposit. So obviously the minimum deposit is one hundred pounds, but then if you give like a ten k deposit, then you might end up paying maybe three hundred for a month, which is quite doable. You know, even if you go halves of your partner or your mama or something then it's like 150 pounds a month and that's really nothing for a car that good but the insurance is what really really ruins it because i mean I, i'm on multiple tesla pages on facebook and instagram and i see like 16 year olds 
driving Teslas, you know, their parents are funding it because I, I don't know what the insurance prices are, but they're definitely not as outrageous as they are in the UK. It's just robbery in broad daylight. That's what I have to call it because that's what it is. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm even sure. worse, to make matters worse, Boy. when you pay the insurance, it's only for you. So no one else can drive the car. Like every, this is, this isn't all across Europe. In Europe, you just pay insurance for the car so anyone can drive it. But in the UK, I'd be paying £1,000 which is like 1.3 to 1.2k thousand dollars like this is just ridiculous just for me to drive it i mean come on excuse my ignorance but so wait europe and the uk are different exactly like yeah europe and the uk are different okay so like where you live is the uk the united kingdom yeah the united kingdom then, so yeah i live in england okay but wait was it has it always been like that uh, the uk with the insurance of, no the uk was part of europe oh yeah, so Europe as a continent, there's, there's Europe as a continent, but there's the European Union, which was the, uh, sorry, the countries that came under Europe, but recently the UK, That's so the was. United Kingdom, so in, yeah, they they recently left the European Union. Yeah, I knew I knew there was something. So that was my bad phrasing, bad phrasing. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. That That is crazy, because I don't know exactly what the conversion rate would be here, and I do have um, an affordable insurance, but I pay... I guess it would be I pay about twelve hundred dollars and I don't know what that would be in pounds, but I pay twelve hundred US dollars basically a per year. Yeah. Oh wow. of, yeah, that'd be like a thousand that's that's what I have to pay monthly. That's for, crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. And then also <laughs> say if you did have a partner, you guys couldn't even just share the car. No, no, no. You'd be paying yeah, you'd be paying double the insurance then. I wonder if ever, already... Tesla's insurance will eventually even reach out to you yeah, i hope so i really hope so because that it'd be a game changer i mean the way yeah it's, i think it's just the way the uk insurance system works is really ridiculous as well because I, I will tell you that um you know right now i believe it's only available in a few states i think california you know being the place it started the, i would be yeah. afraid of it i tend to drive fast ever so often in my performance mm-hmm. so my fear with that would be the same thing with like other bigger insurance companies, which add, have those little boxes that can plug into your car. And then they, they mm-hmm. look at your driving, you know, your driving history, how you drive. And then they, they, they uh, attach the rate to that, which honestly is the best thing you could ever do. Because if you're really a safe driver or you don't drive that much, you should only pay how you use the car. My fear is yeah, yeah. when I, <laughs> when I fly down, you know, the expressway, hurry, <laughs> You know, and then, you know, the next month I'm like, why is my insurance more? It's because, you know, I was hurrying a couple of times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's, that's definitely true. I look at Tesla as the Apple of cars where it's, hey, this is what we're doing. You either get in, get in this boat with us or you don't. Right. Yeah, I, that, that's definitely true on so many levels, especially because, like, if you look at Tesla, it's the one of the youngest car companies in the world is the same age as me. So it's going to be 18 this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Because it was started in 2003. And I mean, it's revolutionized the market. It's the it's like the, one of the only two companies in the US history that's... I'm, I'm not even sure what it's survived, but it survived something that's like broken free. It, it survived the um, the recession. Yeah, so it was, only Ford, it was only Ford and Tesla. And bear in mind, Tesla is now worth more than all the other automakers combined. Mm-hmm. It's just really revolutionized the game. Like... You couldn't order cars on the internet just like that because now you can't even order Teslas in the showroom, can you? It's all done through internet. Yeah, with that, I got a lot of respect for Elon because during the recession, which was in 2008, they um, they asked for government subsidies for their green electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people pushed back. But not only did Elon repay it a year ahead of time, but he repaid it with extra interest. So, like, he was a man mm. of his word. He, he came to us and said, hey, this is the idea I have, and it's going to change a lot. And um, yeah. the current government structure we had at the time believed him. And, and we a, a lot of people pushed back on it, but you can't push back anymore because he fulfilled that. Yeah. That's, that's uh, one thing I actually do like about some, the way some governments work is the um, incentives they give for electric cars now. For example, in Poland, where I'm actually from, uh, the government was given like a big incentive because incentive to buy electric cars mm-hmm. because uh, they're currently quite scarce over there because it's an Eastern European post-communist country. But yeah, it's becoming way more common and because Tesla didn't actually deliver in Poland. There's only 
one Tesla service in Poland, which is in the capital. And then the um, there's a third party called, if you translated it, it's called Tesla for you, which then transports Teslas from Germany to Poland and then distributes them in Poland. And I don't know the guy that runs it. He has a YouTube channel actually, and yeah, successful Instagram. It's quite a successful business. It's based in the capital of Poland. Basically, they just import cars from Germany so people can drive Teslas in Poland. But obviously, like because it's a post-communist country and the currency is worth little to nothing compared to dollars and pounds, it's it's a really expensive purchase in Poland as well. So that's another reason why people don't have electric cars just because the country is. It's emerging, but it's still quite poor uh, in a lot of places. Hmm. That that is that is really interesting. Here in um in the U.S., we I wasn't able to take advantage of anything, um, being that I didn't get mine until later. But originally, when it came out, you had a I believe a seventy five hundred dollar um, federal tax credit, and then a little bit over twelve hundred dollars state. You can still get the state. Yeah. Um, just with everything that went on last year, I'm not sure where that's going to fall. And um, it, then they slowly weaned off. So if you if when the original Model S owners, I guess they give so many um, um, federal tax credits per per um, company. So you know so Tesla being the first, mm-hmm. we're really new. And then you know VW coming out now with their, their there's going to be incentives on those. But originally it, it started out at seventy five hundred, and then it, we, it weaseled its way down slowly to I think three grand, and then it went down to seventeen fifty, and I think it's gone now for everybody. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's still quite popular in the UK, but I think that's dependent on the volume of electric cars driving around. So in a country where there'd be a lot less, they would be the incentive would be a lot higher just to get people to buy them. Mm-hmm. So even in the UK, there's actually in fact a scheme for the NH NHS, which is a national health service, and they do things like uh, they have these schemes where you can get um, nice nicer cars for less money and they've brought loads of electric vehicles onto it now and then there's more incentives with it too mm-hmm. so i think that's the way forward really with the incentives because yeah there's i think in the european union at least the there's the plans to stop production of ice cars by 2030 or 35 or some sometime sometime then gm made a wild which i think claim. yeah gm made a wild claim that they were going to be all electric by 2026 it's, there's no possible way no, I, I doubt it. I doubt they're, it. They're going to ride this gas wave until they can't ride it anymore. I know there's going to be a lot of new electric cars, and there's going to be a lot of options moving forward, especially with something like yeah. the Model 2 coming out that is really going to change the game and shake everything up because it's going to be a uh, sub sub 30, you know, 30,000. Yeah, sub, sub 30,000, yeah. $25,000 cars. I wonder what that'll be in the UK because it'll still be quite expensive for what it is just purely because of the no UK gigafactory in the import cost. But I think once there was Elon was in the UK at some point last year looking for a land for a gigafactory. Mm. So once that actually does happen, the prices in the UK will drop and then it will, it will, everything will move forward. But because the UK is an island, then it's still going to be quite expensive you, till then. You have all the importing and everything. Yeah, but mainland Europe, it's, it's already quite low. It's a lot lower than the UK and it will just continue getting lower because of Giga Berlin. I will say I ordered my Model Y uh, the night that they released it, and mm-hmm. even though we went through the pandemic, I got my car. Maybe a, a, I would have been actually they they called me during the pandemic and asked where was I ready to take order, and I was like, hey, you know, still getting everything sorted out. So I think they put my order on hold for like a month, but I got my car basically a year and a half, maybe at most, after they um they announced it. So I'm I'm just I'm bringing mm-hmm. that up just thinking that if the Model Two comes out, I bet you they will ramp up so much production of the Model Two in Berlin because that yeah. smaller car also fits more into Europe's. Um, yes, uh, exactly. That's why there's the whole debate whether the Cybertruck will actually be brought into production, especially. Well, there's been multiple tweets because they tried to reduce the size by 3% without decreasing the size of the interior. Mm-hmm. But then they ran into some problems recently. So I saw a tweet there's not going to be any substitutional version of the Cybertruck for Europe. So I'm not sure whether production will even be allowed in Europe. But then Elon tweeted at some point later on, he hopes to make a reduced size Cybertruck model for the European roads because obviously there's differences. 
the majority of cars between the Europe between Europe and the US and European roads and parking places and everything just wouldn't be suited for the Cybertruck since it's so big. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was thinking with that is at the end of the day, it's still a market that they want to touch regardless because over there is just like here. There's still contractors. There's still companies that need trucks. And I'm sure even yeah, exactly accordingly and will make the cha- changes that he needs to. But it would be it would mm-hmm. it would be senseless for him to not get in there. You know what I mean? I mean, I think. the Yeah, two, it's the perfect truck for everything, really, isn't yeah. it? It's so it's so robust and rigid. I mean, you can use it as a work van and then it can go off roading. Camping, anything. It's just it's just perfect for everything, especially because of its looks. It can also, you know. It can be a statement piece car. That's what I'm I was sure. trying to tell my anti crowd wherever you go. I was trying to tell my anti Tesla friends <laughs> that that uh, get hung up too much on the looks of the car, and then I just, I'll just ask. I think specific questions. It's like, because it's so ahead of its time. I think it's so. It's, for example, you, you used to deal in sneakers. Kanye West's Yeezy company made some sneakers that were ahead of its time, and uh, people, they weren't so popular. But now they're now they've some have become more popular, and it's just I think with the same with the Cybertruck. Like for example, when the Mercedes G63 AMG G-Wagon was released. People were a bit hesitant on it, but now it's, you know, it's really recognizable because of its distinct shape. And I think that's all what will happen with a Cybertruck, just because it's different now. It might be a little bit ahead of the time, it'll definitely gain in popularity. I think, in my opinion, it's an instant classic if it does come into production. That was a really good uh, analogy because literally uh, the other night I was out and we drove past the G-Wagon. I was like, you know, like it, it's not really aesthetically a pleasing it's distinct yeah but you know and mm. it, it also is like it it has its own character like oh that's a like it's it's nothing else on the road is like that so that's a very good comparison yeah exactly this is just a bit ahead of its time i think what well, i'm happened, not even sure it's ahead of its time i think it's people's perception actually yeah that's what i was saying with my anti-tesla friends i'm like it you have to look at what the truck is actually used for like it's designed to do anything. I, I think the Model 2 will do better in Europe, just overall. Yeah, just because of its size and a price. But I think here in, I think here in the US, the... the become the best-selling electrical. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it's, it, it's, especially as soon as it, the Cybertruck starts coming onto the road, especially in the places like US, people just be impulse-buying it to just get it because, well, it's going to be a crowd-puller, definitely. I'm curious to see how that works i'll give you an example here and um here in the u.s the new corvette came out and um people were mm-hmm. buying the new corvette and then selling it for a lot more just because there was such demand i'm wondering if something like that with tesla will happen where they have as you said they broke some records with the pre-orders what will happen when you know you know say the first person gets it how they're going to decide or even the first hundred people and I know there has to be somebody out there just like selling shoes or selling something that's collectible that was like, you know what, I'm going to buy this and I'm just going to see if I can double up on it. <laughs> yeah, just just diving more into, you know, my anti-Tesla friends. I mean, it's unnecessary hate. But when I when I've broken down what what the car could be used for, I mean, it could be used for anything. It could be a work van. It could be a Humvee. And then that compounded with the range and um the new, I knew, I know there's going to be technology that they put into it that we haven't seen until this release. Yes, for, I've heard rumors of. So you know how there's the electric shutter on the back to yes. seal off the. Um, there's rumors that uh, there's going to be options of it being a solar panel, so it can recharge up to thirty percent of the car even on the move. Mm-hmm. I, di- I didn't hear on the move. I heard that it would get about thirty miles per day. Okay. But but who knows with um with technology moving forward and even solar technology you got to remember that we have Tesla who who now has their own solar you know through the acquisition yes. of solar city and all that so you have the solar technology also being integrated with the cars so who's not to say that we will see a um a high solely sol- solar panelled car I don't think we'll see a, I think we're far away from that just because. There's only so much, there's an exact percentage, and I don't want to be wrong with it, but an exact percentage of how efficient a panel can be. Mm-hmm. But you, you have a solar company and an electric car company doing the same thing so instead of like, you know, GM being like, we're going to put solar panels on this car, and it's a third party. You have all this in-house stuff going on. Yeah. Technology. So if, if you found, and I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to say a number, but, you know, say hypothetically solar the solar roof is at 
80% efficiency. That same type of technology, and I know it's not that high, is going to be put into the car. So, yeah. I mean, Elon just spitballing and throwing a number out there. We heard different things. We heard different rumors. I, I know that that back hatch is going to do something. Yeah. It's, I mean, it'd be a shame if it didn't, that's for sure. Yeah. It has so much possible use. I mean, I can't even think what else it could be useful. I mean... I mean, me thinking of, like, me wanting to get into real estate and, you know, uh, properties and things like that. Well, that's something I want to get into as well. Having a car that, or a truck, a work truck that you can pull up to the job site and plug in your tools right there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That, different things like that. Having an air compressor, that back hatch being able to do so much. The quad. We we haven't even touched on the quad. We who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Because the pride, there's no there's been no information since the pre- preview of the Cybertruck about the quad. But that that's Just... how they do it. They 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 say, hey, look at this. Isn't it really cool? And you're like, yeah, tell me more. And they're like, and then they take it away from you. <laughs> like we'll we'll see you next year. Like <laughs> it, you, you know what you, would like, be really cool. What. Uh, this is just an idea, but it wouldn't be massively functional. But have you heard of uh, frozen glass? You know what frozen glass is? I have no idea. So frozen gla- frozen glass is a technology that's used in housing or you know apartments. So especially in bathrooms or if you just want to be private. So it's just normal glass, oh, but if you I click a, if you click a button, about. it changes yes. and it's not see through. So you know what would be cool if you could some. If you could have some sort of frozen glass or active panel that changes from a solar panel to just glass, imagine how good it would be if you could sleep in the bed of the truck. It would put like a mattress in there and then you could just sleep with like a glass panel above you watching the stars. That'll take camping to a whole new level. Yeah, and then you gotta I know you've seen the um the mock ups that they've done of like the camping and like the Yeah, yeah. There was even like uh, one of the renderings I think it's it's kinda like one of the renderings is actually on the official release of the Cybertruck, so it's the one where it's kind of like got this kind of burger attachment in the back, where you can, you know, it has a grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I think it's endless capabilities, honestly. It is, and I and I know that the the other major companies and the you know truck companies have to be worried. I'm interested to see what the the competitors like the Rivian and the um. Yeah, I mean Tesla was taking direct shots at all, all its competitors on the opening even of the Cybertruck, especially with the F-150 uh, pulling. I mean, that was just, it was, it was direct shots. And That's I mean, how, how, are you gonna re- how are they going to respond to it? Like, I mean, you, know you got wrecked. Is? And especially with Porsche too. It's got the mobility of like a, a work van and like a Humvee, which is actually, we can go on to that in a second, uh, the military capabilities you could possibly have. Because I've seen a whole YouTube video made on the military capabilities of it. But I mean, it's also got the performance faster, faster than a Porsche, you know? Incredible. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's too many. It, it For its size, especially. Like, Christ. It's nothing like anyone's ever seen before. That uh, F-150 um, scenario actually wasn't fair or true. To yeah, them. I heard the F-150 wasn't the top of the line, was it? It wasn't the top of the line. And the second thing is, and this is, you know, way, way smarter people than me, um, did the just the analytics of it. And it all got that demonstration all depends on weight and since the yeah. cyber truck is so much heavier now that does not take anything away from the cyber truck the cyber truck is going to be able to run circles around a gas-powered f-150 or even an f-2 <laughs> just a stronger yeah a little bit bigger truck. that's interesting you mentioned actually because uh i don't know if you've uh there's there's a youtube channel it escapes a bit something um oh hacksaw industries i think not familiar. have you heard of hacksaw? well they made a half-scale cyber truck and their half-scale Cybertruck actually uh, beat a real-life Ford F-150, but because obviously to balance out the weight, they had to put some uh, uh, some load in the in the trunk of it, like some I think it was just some beams, concrete beams, to even the weight out. But even the half-scale Cybertruck actually beat a Ford F-150, which is just crazy if you think about it. Yeah, no, definitely. And what, the other thing is, I think, and what's going to make the biggest difference for Tesla in the end, just working with the Cybertruck is. You have years of perfecting. You have you have trial and error, and you have the supply chain that is going to be able to possibly press out these trucks in one piece. Yes, exactly. That's that's the thing of it is so strong because it's just one frame, and it's pretty pretty undamageable. Mm. 
like the insurance i mean the insurance is just ridiculous in the uk's is but imagine if they bought the cyber truck and imagine if people were crashing in you know smart cars against the cyber truck it's, <laughs> it, it just <laughs> the, the insurance would go mental because these cyber trucks would be undamaged now you know they'll be have no dents whatsoever or this little smart car will just be cutting two pieces clean yeah i don't i don't plan on you know ramming anybody but you know i, I baby if it comes down to it you don't you don't really need any anything else apart from the frame of the truck the, and there... another interesting thing about the cyber truck is is elon tweeted it's going to um it's basically the gigafactories are gonna have like um private paint shops so they're not going to be third party paint shops so you can leave, there's going to be a color wheel you can spin and you'll be able to put any design there's the highlight word any design or color on your cyber truck they said that um also the the different ways that the steel is formed in different temperatures and different variations and i don't really know the science behind it also will change the colors of the cyber truck so yes it's it's yeah it's the same steel that's and materials are being used for the SpaceX spaceships. Yeah, he he um he knew what he was doing with this with this truck because like for I sure, said, for sure. they they were like the the Apple of cars. You know, Apple can be like, you know what? No more headphones, no more box. It's Tesla does the same <laughs> things. Like, oh, you want a truck? All right, well, it's it's just the big big piece of metal. It is. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, you want a big piece of metal. You're like, no, I don't. I said you want a big piece of metal. <laughs> that that's that's interesting because. For years, even before I knew about Tesla, there was rumors of the Apple car, and I mean, there's nothing from it, is there? There's still no official data or releases or designs, nothing. It's just speculations, but that's been going around for years and years and years on end now, and still nothing has become of it. Um, I, You know, I look at any Apple car YouTube video as clickbait. Yes. I, I, mean, I mean, I've definitely watched some, but it's, you know, I mean, all they do is they show... That you, it's nothing, nothing set in stone. We don't even have like a faint yep. rumor with any credibility. So. Yeah, I actually remember posting a meme about the Apple car on my Instagram, and a good friend of mine commented, um, "The Apple car will be sold, and then the wheels can be bought separately." <laughs> or you're just gonna buy the car, and uh, the car isn't included. I've seen something like that. So something <laughs> similar. Like, because I know, like, I'll give you an example. I know they're gonna get rid of the the charger. I, I know the charger's going. I can feel it. There's going to be no charger. Everything's yeah, there's going to be no charger. Magic. I think it's going to yeah make you go to wireless. Yeah, I mean, I've all, I've already bought MagSafe chargers, but um, Tesla dictates the same thing. They they dictate the same thing. I don't think the Apple car – I don't know. I, would I want an Apple car? Yes. Would I also not want an Apple car? Yes. So <laughs> either way it goes. I think, yeah, even when cars you know start coming – other manufacturers let's take the g-wagon for example it, when you start making like the g-wagon and the mercedes amg gt series electric it's just not going to be the same people aren't going to buy it that's what we saw with the ford mackie because you know it was a ford mustang mackie and it's weird having an electric mustang when the whole point of the mustang you know was the sound the engine and mm -hmm. stuff like that so i think that's why tesla is so dominant in the electric car game purely because no one can stand up to it because they've built it they've built the whole company on electric cars not having gas cars previously unlike companies like can you imagine a electric ferrari it's hard it, it wouldn't be the same would it because you know ferrari is associated with loud sports cars well tesla has just been electric from the start which is why it's so dominant in my opinion where i where i live pittsburgh is a smaller city it's, and it's very small when it comes to like the electric car community and even the tesla community but I was really surprised. I don't know if you've seen on my page. I actually spotted a Mach E uh, in person. Yeah, I did. And um, it it looked good. But I think Ford went about it a different way because even uh, Jesse and them over with uh, Tesla Time News talked about it, and they said they like they ha Ford had to attach the Mustang name to it to get it out there and make it relevant. Where Tesla, yeah, exactly. Tesla can be like, yeah, this is the Model P, and you're like, what's the P for? The P's for whatever Elon wants it to be that day. And <laughs> that's how it is, really. And um, It's when, true. It's true. Where the legacy car dealerships and legacy car companies, they um, they feel like they have to attach it to something to make you comfortable with the switch. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, I mean, I was looking at Mercedes the other day, sorry to bring them in again, but uh, the prices of the electric cars they're producing are significantly lower than the price of ICE cars they're producing.
just to you know hook the audience in because I, I, I'm not sure where these companies will be because the part of me thinks they might fail and you know Tesla it, it'd be weird seeing the whole world just using Teslas because I think that definitely decrease from the attractiveness they currently have because it's you know kind of a it's still relatively new yeah I, I don't ever think it'll be that far where Tesla controls that much of the market Elon even said in an interview I'd, I'd watched a clip of that um you know, going into just the production line and like the, the Cybertruck being one piece that all these electric, I mean, all these major car companies can figure this out. They can get here. So where we have to do is we have to make, we have to make this as productive as we can. We have to cut cost and cut this and, and increase range. And it's nice to see Tesla's focusing on these little small things, these little small incremental changes that in the grand scheme of everything will make it cheaper, more affordable, more available to the masses where Ford if you look at this, like Ford is, oh, look, look at the skateboard design we copied from 2012, um, <laughs> where Tesla's really going ahead. Because I believe that most major companies will make a switch where, you know, yeah. they'll have a, a few good electric cars out there. Um, they'll be forced to, for sure. They're, they're going to be forced to. Will I ever um, switch? I, I doubt it. There would have to be something crazy. I'm not going to lie. Like, even with the Hummer coming out, the Hummer looks cool. It's really a cool looking mm. car. But the price, the range, like why would I want to buy? Why would I want to drive that? Like, all yeah, you was all you did was you took a um a very bad on gas, bad on diesel, <laughs> turned it into a bad on electric truck. Yeah, this I think the <laughs> issue with the gas companies coming into the electrical is the fact they're not actually innovating and creating something new for the most part. They're taking old designs. And just basically making them electric. And it's, it, it comes down to it as well because, as we said, the Tesla prices will just keep on dropping the more gigafactories there'll be. They'll just get to a point to where Tesla's the best bet for your money purely because it'll be the most range for the least amount of money and the best technology. You know, Tesla will always be associated as a good company. Well, the ones that you just, you just look at, you know, the ranges from other car companies and it's just kind of laughable. There's, it's just years ahead of the batteries, especially. The, uh, even, I believe, it was on the Model X um, release. Um, I think Elon was saying about how one day you'll be able, you'll go to the Tesla. It won't be called the supercharger station; it'll just be called the Tesla station because you'll either pay uh, to get your whole battery re- like just changed, or you'll have it supercharging for free. And he said supercharging will always be free. And this was twenty. This was early twenty tens. You know, twenty twenty eleven, twenty twelve. So I wonder whether that will ever go ahead because, you know, there's always these renderings of uh, like Tesla's driving into this station and then them just being lifted up, you know, the battery pack being changed and them driving off again. Yeah, Do you think that could ever be a possibility? Uh, it's, it's hard to see. It's hard to see an infrastructure where that would work. I could see it being a possibility in like progressive and stronger electric states, maybe like um, California. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. overall, I think I think we're a long ways away. I'm, I mean, anything yeah, possible. I try to imagine this stuff too, and I think yeah, with a lot of it, we are a long way away. But the fact that we have a concept in our heads means we can't means we can't be that far away because we don't know what we don't know, right? So at least the idea is there. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I was I was taking a look here. We we're talking about the the Hummer, and um, yeah, for for the edition one, the the you know the their big boy. Their their best one, mm-hmm. the additional one is um, one hundred and twelve thousand dollars, and for that I get three hundred and fifty miles with no charging. Ah. So like, what what am I what am I gonna do with that? Yeah, that's that's the other thing. E- Elon was saying all along, especially when the Taycan came out, that he'd be willing to free uh, build more Tesla chargers just so other companies can, yeah. you know, use Tesla chargers before like there's more networks for uh-huh. other non-Tesla cars developed. Yeah. I heard something about that, especially with Rivian coming out with their version called the um, the Adventure Network, which I don't really like. Okay, it makes it. I've never like, actually seen it. Yeah, to make it seem like we're we're uh, we're like hiking on a trail, like the Adventure Network. But yeah, um, that was my first association, actually. <laughs> but even with uh, Ford, I think they're gonna have a partnership with Electrify America. Yeah, I've heard of that. So that that kind of works out, but with with the Hummer. Why would I spend one hundred and twelve thousand dollars? 
for 350 miles when I could spend what is the what is the the most expensive Cybertruck 70? Yeah, 70k. <laughs> yeah, 70k, and I get <laughs> for over 500, 500 plus, and then by the time it <laughs> knows what magic Elon has, like you know, figured out lurking around exactly. Yeah, like, oh, this is my new millennium battery. What does that mean? It never dies. You like okay, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> at this point, everyone just let let lets him just do whatever he wants. <laughs> Yeah, real quick, just thinking about, I wanted to ask you this. With Elon, with the whole Bitcoin thing, do you think it was him self-sabotaging Bitcoin? I think so, yeah. I think he's just so, we've seen him previously with Elon, he just doesn't care. He he lives his life just, I think he, I feel like he just wakes up and he thinks like, yeah, I'm the world's richest man, you know, I can do whatever I want, I'll, I'll go mess this up, sure, why? <laughs> it's, gonna, it's not going to kill anyone, so I think he just does whatever he wants at this point. Because I, I mean, if if he if Elon tweeted tomorrow, I, I I've just built a hoverboard, all this, you just accept it for what it is, wouldn't you? You'd be like, well, another one. <laughs> That's what it'd be. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because he could literally be like, yeah, go head over to theboringcompany.com. I got these mugs that keep your coffee really tasting better, and people will probably be like, oh snap, let's go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. That is crazy because I've never known, I've never ever in my lifetime seen a car company. Or even a company right. as maybe like Apple or even Bezos, where like yeah. you have a cult figure. Where there's so yeah, exactly. Um, even when I was on the road trip from Switzerland to France, the thing I was so surprised about is you know when you're driving in a Tesla and you see another Tesla owner, it's like you automatically wave at them. You know, you say hi because mm-hmm. you're kind of you're kind of part of the same movement in a way, in a sense. But there's no other car company I've come across or any other car call that's as strong as a Tesla one, and that's just you know has this kind of bond. Because yeah. as soon as, you know, someone has a Tesla, unless there's some, like, 60-year-old boomer who has no clue what they're doing, but just wanted an electric car <laughs> that was recommended to them, then they're going to know about Elon, and they're going to know about the rest of it. So I think that's why it's so unique. And, I mean, it's, you don't see any of, a, of the billionaires, really high-profile billionaires, using Twitter the way Elon's using it. I mean, he's been on it like that for quite a while now, just mm. wrecking stuff and <laughs> doing whatever he wants. Yeah. There was even the interviews where... Um, there was even like these. There's something about um, like the Tesla team having to review his tweets about Tesla before they're posted, in fear of losing money. And then he just went on. It was an interview, and they were trying to catch him out about it. And he was just saying, "No, it's an infringement of you know personal rights. It's like the amendments. They can't take away his freedom of speech and stuff like that." I, I'm gonna say this just because I know I'm not gonna go through with the idea, but mm-hmm. we need to come out with an app. Maybe, maybe even cut this out. Come out with an app. Uh, so let me guess. Social media just for Tesla owners? No, 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 no. Not even that. No? Better than that. All it does Better. is follow what Elon has got going on. Okay. Just Elon vision. Because you're <laughs> <laughs> sitting there, you know, Elon does something wild or just tweets. what. Because Elon is, if, if, if I'm going to do whatever I want was a person. Basically, yeah. He's so, a definition of it. He can just tweet. You know, like, oh, man, that minimum wage you guys are trying to get, that's not fair. And then it, it'll just shake up, <laughs> shake up <laughs> the media. And that's entirely true because that's what happens every single time. Elon tweets, you know, Tesla stock is too high. People start panic selling. You know, Bitcoin is too high. People start panic selling and the price just drops. But, uh, man, I agree with them. It is way too high. Let's let's make it go down. Because the wildest thing is any, any um, issue or anything significant that he's done, even with the the SEC talking about the trading. I don't know if you heard about that when he um he's like, oh, Tesla's going to go private at whatever dollar. Yeah, yeah, 420. Yeah, I don't even it think was. That he meant to, I don't think he did it for a reason. Like, he did it to mess no. up the stock. But at any time, as an investor of Tesla, I look at, I already believe in Elon and believe in the product. So anytime he does something crazy, I'm like, yeah, wherever the market's going. Because if it goes down, I know it's going to go back up. If it goes up, then it goes up. Oh, for it's- sure. There's, yeah, no way you'll ever really bankrupt anyone. But I think you just got to, you know, go with the flow, enjoy the process. And it's making history, essentially, because there's not been anyone like Elon and Tesla ever. Mm. So it's just it's what it is. You know, you've got to enjoy it. If you believe in Elon, then you won't be the people that are panic selling, you know, decreasing the value of the stock and doing stupid things. Yeah, because I mean, if you're the if you're the people panic selling, you shouldn't be investing in stocks or so. I mean, it's about holding out. Mm. Yeah, no, no. It's, term, it, at least. I mean, there's a short game and there's a long game. I'm I'm a person yeah. who likes the long game. So when I talk to you know some people that want to get into stocks and 
they, you know, with the pandemic things going down, you know, a lot of money has been made with a lot of people. They think it's that's how it's always been. And yeah, people, I, yeah, really just misunderstand stocks, I think. I think they think it's like a very, it, it can be, of course. They The majority of people are just misconcepted and think, you know, you invest money in stocks, you either lose it or you become a millionaire overnight, which is not true in most cases. Yeah, the stuff with Elon is crazy. I, w- I was talking to a friend about, and this is why, the, one of the biggest reasons I believe in anything that Elon tries to do. He is at a point productively where he looks at his, his just his time as what, like, these are my goals and what are what is going to get me to the goal first. So he was talking mm. about the Neuralink, I think, on the first Joe Rogan. And he was like, um, whatever product I'm working on or whatever thing I'm working on, I decide like, oh, you know, if I take 10% of the, of the time I'm spending on this and, you know, put 10% more of my time towards space, that's going to get us here further. And he like, he's he's so productive and is so calculated with all his things. It's, that, yeah. How could I bet against well, Exactly. That's um one thing. I think it was in a Kanye West interview when Joe Rogan described Kanye as thinking in 3D shapes instead of 2D shapes. And I think that's the same thing with Elon and all the geniuses, because there's not just one or two answers to a question. There's multiple answers. And it's the way you look at things, I think. And that's what Elon does at the same time, because he definitely thinks in 3D. He doesn't think like the average person, you know, the average person you know, wants to rest. But Elon just looks at it in terms of goals and how to get there. Yeah, because in Elon's mind, two plus two is we're landing on Mars. That's that's Elon's mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, Elon's mind, it can answer, it can yeah. answer whatever. I'm not going to argue with you. If you tweeted it, people would believe it. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Elon's tweets can become a shirt or a poster or a meme, like, like, it, it, like instantly. Whatever goes on. So, you know, we're going to develop this Elon app. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you know, if you want to cut, you know how we just talked about taking a break from social media. Yeah, we can do it, but we're just we, gonna make a whole new one. Yeah, we we still need to know what's going on with Elon, just in case. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that kind of comes into it. There's a medical term that's been developed, fear of missing out. You know, and it's for people that are like really addicted to social media. The only thing on social media I'm really addicted to is what Elon's doing because that's what really interests me. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm Tesla, basketball maybe exercise but besides that those are my fixes <laughs> mm. so yeah i think that's everything we've covered a lot but we'll definitely be doing a lot more um podcasts and videos on youtube together so our youtube will be linked linked in the description so yeah thanks so much for coming on again yeah no problem i had a great time it's always fun talking to you man Thank you very much for listening and making it to the end of the podcast. All our social medias and emails will be linked in the description below. If you are interested in featuring, please do get in contact with us and we'll see you later.